Hey guys, welcome to the number 235 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards' loss last night to the Golden State Warriors. It was a tough matchup, so we will break down everything that happened in that game and then preview their matchup later on tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. Today will be a fun episode. Kyle Kuzma is making his return, so it will be a fun game uh, tonight. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. Let's not waste any time here. Let's Let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So let's start off here by recapping, excuse me, the Wizards uh, at Warriors game last night. And uh, it was interesting because the Wizards really controlled the lead. They really started off hot uh, in this matchup, especially towards the end of the first quarter. They really started to get their game going. Um, Wizards took a really decent lead. In fact, at one point, they took a 15-point lead. But then there was a point where the Warriors took a 20-point lead because they really outplayed them in the second half and really at the beginning of the second quarter. And that's when, unfortunately, uh, we're on the East Coast over here. That's when I unfortunately couldn't watch the rest of the game and I watched it over later. But that's really when the Warriors started to take over, scoring 42 points in that second quarter right there. I kind of was uh, kind of zoning out once uh, in the East Coast, once the Wizards, once it was kind of tied. And going back and forth. And then the Warriors at the end of the second quarter just really, boom, uh, you know, kind of punched to the gut. And all of a sudden, just like that, they're up by five and a half. And then they have an amazing third quarter. And by the boom, by the bam, you're up by 13 points. And then the Wizards, it was kind of hard for them to come back at that point. But the Wizards, even though they didn't have Kuzma, could have absolutely won this game. They were without Curry, right? Um, I mean, I'm not mad at them for losing this game. I mean, defensively, you got to be better. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that Jordan Poole was contained. I mean, that's always something positive. But Andrew Wiggins putting up 29, you know, I feel like that was the role that, you know, Corey Kisper, you know, maybe you could play some defense. He didn't really play some offense either in this game, even though I'm a big fan of Corey. He's been playing great ball this year. Maybe that was the point where I put Denny Avdia on him. And something just interesting to think about in this game is that the Wizards bench unit outplayed Golden State's, but their starting unit couldn't quite get things going. Uh, when the bench unit was in, the Wizards were winning. Like even guys like Anthony Gill, who on the stat sheet made a look like a great game, six points, two blocks in twelve minutes, not great. Um, well, he had a zero plus minus, but you could tell when he was on the court, he was playing really great defense, shutting down the other team's uh, forwards, and the Wizards were winning when Anthony Gill was on the court. Just those kind of things to think about. You had a backcourt like De- uh, Delon Wright and Kendrick Nunn combining for twenty-three points, seven assists and three steals. Uh, also having a very good plus minus. Kendrick Nunn, uh, both of those guys played really good games. So, like, my point is, the Wizards bench unit was playing really well. And I actually would have started considering, like, 
taking Kispert out, putting in Avdia, which even though he had an inefficient day, was playing great defense. Seven points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Was really just playing a great, well-rounded game in this matchup. And even though the key in this game really was the Wizards not being able to guard, because 126 points should win you a game, but not when you allow um, 135. But kind of from an offensive standpoint. Well, I mean, also, another thing why they couldn't play defense is the Warriors really started to make a run at that end of the second quarter because of a few guys. It was Moses Moody. It was Ty Jerome. Those two players were really key at the end of the second quarter. And even though Moses Moody only had one point, he was really athletic. He was getting to the paint. And uh, plus 11, plus minus, he was just really playing productive basketball. And then Jonathan Kaminga, as I mentioned, also played a really good game. I mentioned that in the preview. And then, of course, Ty Jerome, 9 points, 7 assists, great efficiency. But, of course, the key in this game when you score 126 and lose is, okay, you couldn't play any dang defense. But offensively, I think a key that not a lot of people are talking about in this matchup was the assist category, where the Warriors out, I guess, assists, I'll call it, out assist the Wizards 40 to 16, or 40 to 26, excuse me. That is a problem. Because I was talking about our in our last episode that when the Wizards move the ball, they succeed. This tells you everything you need to know. Daniel Gafford should not have more assists than Bradley Beal. If Daniel Gafford has more assists than Bradley Beal, the Wizards are not moving the ball properly. And that's no offense to Daniel Gafford. He was making some nice times. But when Beal's not that primary facilitator, as I mentioned, and he may be the best playmaker, but he's not when he's or he may be the best scorer, but when he's not that playmaker and that facilitator, uh, things get interesting because the entire offense was surrounded on Bradley Beal and Christoph Porzingis, and then on the bench unit, Kendrick Dunn, DeLon Wright, but they didn't even play to that caliber. It was Beal, Porzingis, and nothing. No one else decided to score. It's really sad. No one else took the initiative to say, hey, guys, I'll score some points. Nobody. But at the same time, it could have been Beal's lack of passing, um, overall, it's just lack of of of, uh, of ball movement by the Wizards, and that could be a combination of playing. That could be a combination of coaching. There's really no particular person to blame in that situation. But the Wizards got to keep moving the ball, especially with a team like the Warriors, and they can make runs, as we saw. They're a defending chance for a reason, even without Curry, even though they struggled a little bit this year. They're Steph Curry. They're tw- they, they're they're not they are Steph Curry, but they're they're on the Golden State Warriors. They are the defending champs. They're 22 and seven at home this year. They know how to win games at the Chase Center. They know how to play great basketball. So the point is. You gotta have great ball movement to make runs, because you know they're gonna make runs. And the Wizards decided not to have great ball movement. And when you don't have great ball movement against a team like the uh, like the Warriors, just quick heads up, you're not gonna win. That's exactly what happened here. So Wizards gotta play some better defense. They also gotta move the ball around. If they did either of those two things, they would have won the game. But they didn't do either. That was the problem. Overall, not a terrible loss, but. Yeah, I'd like the Jordan Poole shut down. Maybe the Wizards' guard defense is getting better, even though Clay Thompson had a great night, shot inefficiently. Uh, but, you know, we'll see if they can move on. Not totally mad at them. This is a tough matchup. Talk about if I wouldn't get mad at a team if they lost. This is tough. The Blazers have been great. Dame is Dame. He's been playing amazing basketball over there in Portland. And they got a matchup tonight at Portland against the Portland Trailblazers. And this is a very tough matchup. Back-to-back on the West Coast against a team that just beat you, a team that has really good quality basketball players. Literally a guy in the top 75 players of all time who's averaging over 31 a game this season, uh, continuing to put up great performances basically over the second half, of the, over this, like, 
for half for this like the first half of the year he was hurt, and the second half of the year so far he's really been stepping up. So you're going against a really hot team with a really hot player, and uh, we'll see what the Wizards are able to do with that in this matchup. When it comes to injuries, nobody um, is out. Uh, for the Wizards, Kyle Kuzma is coming back from injury. For the Blazers, Justice Winslow is out. Jeremy Grant is out. And Yusuf Nurkic is still out. He's out for after the uh, the All-Star break for them. For the Wizards, the starting lineup with Kuzma coming back is as normal. Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, Christoph Porzingis, and DG Daniel Gafford. As for the Portland Trailblazers, it's going to look like Dave Dalla, Anthony Simons, Cam Reddish, most likely Nazir Little. I doubt they put Matisse Steibel in there. And then Drew Ebate. Drew Ebanks, excuse me, will cover that center spot. But watch out, guys, for Trenton Wofford. He came up big in their last matchup. Trenton Wofford was a key part of that game. He had 21 points against the Wizards in that last matchup. So watch out for him. The Wizards got to make sure he doesn't go crazy. They also got to make sure David Anthony Simons, the two best players on the team, the two best scorers on the team, don't go crazy. But they also got to make sure little thing, little guys like, uh, like Trenton Wofford, uh, you know, role players like that can't, you know, Basically, I'll play them in a matchup uh, like they did last time. My prediction, I got the Wizards winning 127-126, starting off with my Coburn's catch. And I think the Wizards will win this game because of their star-studded big three. Bradley Beal has been playing terrific basketball in the month of February, averaging 29 points and 5 assists on 58 58- on 58-43-90 shooting splits, shooting splits, which is crossing that 50-40-90 mark. Kyle Kuzma is averaging 21 points per game this season, and with Bradley Beal in his career, he's also averaging 21 points per game. But we all know he could break off to an amazing scoring night at any moment. He was playing amazing in January. Then had a few bad games, like late January, uh, beginning of February, before he did go down with that four-game injury. And then Christoph Porzingis has been playing really, has really been playing like the Wizards' best player uh, this season. He's having a career year, averaging 23 points. Um, and yeah, averaging 23 points and eight and a half rebounds per game, while shooting 37% from downtown. Not to mention, he's crossed the 30 point threshold in four of his past six games, averaging 29 points and seven rebounds per game, with 60, 51, 94 shooting splits in the month of February. Combine all of that with a very mediocre Blazers defense, and I think they can outscore a non Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic, Blazers offense, giving the Wizards in a very tight matchup. Surprising statement, and I think Kyle Kuzma will lead the Wizards in scoring in this matchup. I know this is shocking since Kuzma was averaging 12 points per game on 37% field goal shooting in his previous three games before going down with his ankle injury, which sidelined him for four games. But since then, Bradley Beal has really started to step up and play great ball, averaging 30 or averaging near 30 a game, having a few games with over 30. Uh, Christoph Porzingis has been putting up great numbers, and Denny Avdi has become a critical scoring piece on the team. So with all those newly approved weapons to worry about. Kuzma will get more open shot opportunities, especially with Jeremy Grant out for the Blazers. He will be able to work some Blazers perimeter defenders and get some points and get, get some points on the board for the Wizards to be able to take down the Trail Blazers. Spread time, Wizards are one and a half point favorites over under 237. I would pick the Blazers. I do have the Wizards winning by one, and I would pick the over. I have, a let's just say, a lot of points, 253 total points um, in this matchup. And then my actual spread, even though I think the Wizards are going to win. I think it should be even considering the Blazers are at home. The Wizards just lost to them. Kuzma's coming back from injury. There's just too many things. So I think it should be even. And then the over-under 240 and a half. Uh, this time I'd pick the Wizards and I would still pick the over. 
Fantasy Outlook, I think Kyle Kuzma and Kristaps Porzingis will get 50 to 55 fantasy points. I think Bradley Beal will get 45 to 55 fantasy points. And I think Damian Lillard will get 40 to 50 fantasy points. So I don't think Anthony Simons has that great of a game in this matchup. That's another one of my bold predictions. I think Wizards guard defense is starting to get better. And I think they're going to try to focus uh, on uh, shutting down Anthony Simons more. And it will allow Dave to get some open opportunities. But overall, it will still help the Wizards win. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Blazers a 50.3% chance of winning makes a ton of sense. And I think this game is a toss-up, to be completely honest, because I understand giving the Blazers the edge. Since Kuzma's coming off of an injury, we don't know how he's going to play since he's struggling a little bit before uh, you know, he did get hurt. So we'll see if he can kind of get back to the play he was playing in, you know, early to mid-January, early to like late January until like two days in January. Um, you know, the Blazers just recently beat the Wizards, so they kind of have that advantage of knowing how to beat them. And the Wizards are playing back-to-back nights on the West Coast, and that is very tough. And again, I would not be surprised or mad if the Blazers won this game. I think the Wizards, unless it's like a really, like the Wizards had the game under control and they made a mistake, then I'd be really disappointed. But just going into the game, knowing you're playing back-to-back games on the West Coast against a really good team like Portland, if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Whatever happens, I think this is a really tough game for the Wizards. I do think they will be able to come out with the win. I think they're really going to start to gain some momentum, but it will be tough. But yeah, I will give this percentage a period, just barely giving the Blazers the edge. My spread's even. This is about even, but giving the Blazers the 0.3% edge, I think makes sense because of those few things I did mention. And last, but certainly not least, who you got? I think Kristaps Porzingis will have a great night tonight for the Wizards. With Yusuf Nurkic out, the Blazers' lack of rim protection, um, you know, the Blazers' lack of rim protection in this game, and he should be able to do some damage on Drew Ebex. And Porzingis has been getting amazing opportunities, and with Kuzma coming back, it will just place the f- the space the floor for him even more. Not to mention, he's been taking a high quantity of threes and making them the season, and he's going against a very subpar Portland three-point defense. I say he finishes the day with 28 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks, 9 of 19, a.k.a. 47.3% shooting from the field, 7 of 13, 53.8% shooting from downtown, and 3 of short Three of four shooting, 75% shooting from the line. He will have two turnovers and help the Wizards alongside Kuzma and Beal and that star-started big three help lead them to victory in a very tough game against Portland. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. I may not be able to preview the next Wizards game, so we'll probably have a two-recap episode the next time we do talk. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, review. Link in the description to Sports for Kids' YouTube channel. Uh, we're doing a lot of great stuff over at Sports for Kids. We're going to have an episode once a week. We would highly appreciate your guys' support, so please click the link in the description for Sports for Kids and follow me on uh, all my other platforms. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Subscribe, follow, share, review. Enjoy the game tonight, and of course, as always, I will see you guys next time. Peace!